Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today. Get to the Word of God, we talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives, and it will. If you're new today, a special welcome. I think this is a message that you will really appreciate today. We're in the Sermon on the Mount, and we spent this week talking about the two paths in life, the two gates and the two ways, the two paths of life that Jesus was speaking of. Let's go ahead and review that verse in Matthew chapter 7, beginning with with verse 13. Jesus says, Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. He's talking here, there's two paths in life, two gates. One is the narrow path. Sometimes you walk it alone. And there's the broad path, which you hardly ever walk that one alone. There's always a lot of people. You're going with the flow on the broad path. The narrow path, sometimes you have to stand against the flow, stand against the crowd, make decisions that, shall we say, require a little bit of spiritual backbone, require a little bit of spine to stand up for convictions, to do what's right. And Jesus urges us, enter in by that narrow way. Folks, dare we say that the crowd, the group, is almost always wrong. The majority is almost always taking the easy path. Why? It's human nature. It's the way we go. And most people don't come to Christ so that they discover the power to conquer that human nature and those fleshly desires. And so they go with the crowd. They go with the flow. And the flow is often the easy way, the broad path, many traveling it, and the way we should go, that narrow path, it, it's a little bit tougher to enter in through that narrow gate. And yet, we know that the narrow path leads to life, and the broad path leads to destruction. We've been seeing this week already how destruction in this life, as well as eternal destruction forever in a place known as hell. And so, we all want to, be, ultimately, we want the reward of the narrow path. But I'll also add this. <clears throat> I often ask students, I describe the difference between the narrow path and the broad path. And let's take a look at it. It's found in Galatians chapter 5, and beginning with verse 19. Paul is contrasting here the deeds of the flesh with the fruit of the Spirit. And notice what he says here, how he describes the deeds of the flesh, which is the broad path. And he says this, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. This is life on the broad path. What's this speaking of? Many of these words are understandable. Some of them we don't use a whole lot. Immorality, we refer to sexual immorality. Uh, sensuality, it's always about what I, my feelings. Impurity, uh, defiling, things that are, what it says, impure. Jealousy, there's only someone I uh, think I'm being displaced by. Got to have my spot, got to have my place in the pecking order. Uh, envying, always wishing I had what someone else has. Outburst of anger, 
just like it says, I can't control myself. Uh, strife, uh, arguing, fighting, finding something to disagree on, finding something to be uh, angry about, upset about, disagreeing about, and so on. This is the path of the flesh. This is the path where I'm in charge. This is the path where uh, the broad path. This is the easy way. It's easy to, to do these things. And, and it appears like these things, wow, who wouldn't want to do some of these things? The flesh craves these things. Do you know that about you, about me, about humans? The flesh craves this list of things. And God calls us to deny the flesh, don't give in to this desire to be angry, this desire to compare, this desire to be jealous, this desire to be envious, this desire to fight and argue, this desire to be immoral and sensual, this desire to be drunk. It seems like this is good, but it's not. I tell stories on campus of the guy staggering down the street, and I ask, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm having a good time. And I, he's a drunk guy. I'm having a good time. I said, well, then what's that all over your shirt? I guess it's vomit. And I say, you're not having a good time. You're having such a bad time. It's made you sick. Tell the stories about a person who uh, sexually goes out and has a good time, but then they get an STD. They get an abortion. They need an abortion. They have a broken heart. They're, they become callous. It's, it's, it's so temporary. The, the narrow, the broad path offers immediate pleasure and long-term consequences. Now, the narrow path is described by Paul in the next two verses, and it's called the fruit of the Spirit, where the Spirit is leading our life, and Jesus is our Lord. And it says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Now, I often ask students, I, point, I, I show them these two lists, and so many times I ask this question, which of these lists do you think describes your life? And, you know, after a little bit of, of uh, definition, describing, they point to the deeds of the flesh. That's how they're living. And, I, and I, some of them will say, well, a little bit of both, but they will be clear that it's predominantly the deeds of the flesh. They recognize that. So I ask the second question, which of these would you like to describe your life? And dare I say, if, if a person in a one-on-one -on -one conversation, they don't have a crowd cheering them on and their sin, almost everyone I talk to says they want the, the, the fruit of the Spirit one. They want the narrow path life. Now, they may not be willing to pay the price to walk the narrow path. And not only that, they may not be able to get there on their own. Many of them say, I've tried that. I just can't do it. They're honest enough to admit that they're dominated by the flesh. They've become addicted to sin. And, there, and dare I say, there is no way out on their own. And if you're listening to this today and you've not yet found salvation through Jesus Christ, let me assure you, if you're on the broad path, if you're, if you're living the deeds of the flesh, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God, you're not on the right path, and you are trapped dare we say, addicted to sin, or Jesus said, enslaved to sin. And this is what happens. 
when we begin to give ourselves to these qualities here, these deeds of the flesh, they begin, we, we, first of all, we choose to give ourselves to them, but then we lose our choice. We become entrapped, ensnared to them. And in and of ourselves, there's no way out. And that's a heavy th- reality. I tell students there's, when you're on that, those two paths, if you're on the broad path, I've got good news and I've got bad news. I say, number one, the bad news, you can't change paths, not on your own. You're stuck because you've become defiled on that broad path. You've become dirtied and the narrow path requires you to be clean. And secondly, you've become addicted and trapped and chained, enslaved to those qualities on the broad path. And you can't just flip a switch and say, I'm going to be free. Can't do it. No, any more than a slave, uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago could just say, I think I'll be free today. Can't do it. Someone else has to set you free. And the good news is Jesus Christ came to set us free. Bad news. You can't change paths yourself. Good news is through Jesus, you can. And through Jesus, anyone, no matter how chained you are, no matter how enslaved you are, no matter how trapped you are on the broad path, no matter how deep you are into it, through Jesus, anyone can change paths. Without him, no one can. With him, anyone can. The bad news is you can't do it yourself. The good news is through Christ, anyone can change paths. Brothers and sisters, you and I are called to walk the narrow path. We're called as believers to demonstrate that we live a different life. We're called to walk in the power of the Spirit. And when we walk in the power of the Spirit, then the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, these qualities should be ours in increasing measure. It's not like the day you become a Christian, those are just all the deeds of the flesh, you know, you, you never ever are tempted by them and you just give in, you, you just, um, you never give in, but you're always living in the power of the Spirit. It's the power's there, but we, we grow in our faith, we grow in our understanding, we, we change usually over time. Sometimes God gives a dramatic break from change, sometimes it takes a little bit of time, often related to our faith and what do we believe. But this is the life that we should be striving for in the power of the Holy Spirit. When we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, we're not carrying out the deeds of the flesh. The two are in opposition. It's like saying I'm walking to the right and walking to the left at the same time. You can't do it. If you're walking in the way of the Spirit, you'll be leaving the way of the flesh behind you. If you're walking in the way of the flesh, you'll be leaving the way of the Spirit behind you. Why? There's two paths in life. You and I are on to be on the narrow path. And so let me inspire you today. Make sure your, your feet are firmly on that narrow path. Walk it. Enter in by that narrow gate. You'll be glad you did. And indeed, as you, the longer you continue down that path, the more and more the fruit of the Spirit will be yours, and the more and more you'll see the benefit, the blessing, and the reward of having entered in through that narrow gate, our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Father in heaven, we bless you today, and we thank you that you have called us to walk, to enter through the narrow gate and walk in the narrow way. We confess that's where real life is to be found. We deny the flesh today. 
we reject the lure of the, of the flesh. We acknowledge that all those deeds of the flesh, they may tempt us. But Father, open our eyes and help us to understand and to always believe that that's not where life is to be found. That's where death is to be found. Sin always leads to death. And all of those qualities, Lord, all of those qualities, they're death, they're death to us. And so we reject them. We turn against them. And we pray that when we are tempted in any of those areas, that we would have the strength in the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Spirit of God to resist and, to, and, and that the temptation would flee from us. And we pray that you would give us the grace today to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit and that our life would see increasing amounts of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And we pray that these qualities might be ours and increasing as we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. This is what you call us to. And this, we thank you for this lifelong journey. Might we never become discouraged in it? Might we keep the faith? And might we keep believing that this, this journey and the reward is worth it? We bless you today. We give you this day to walk in your strength and power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. I'm reminded of that second fruit of the Spirit, joy. Never forget the joy of the Lord is our strength. The devil wants to take it away from us. He wants to fill our lives with the deeds of the flesh, which never bring us joy. It's just a moment of pleasure to be angry or to be discouraged or to be or to fight against somebody or to be immoral or drunk or whatever. But it always brings death. The joy of the Lord lasts. So today, might you have the joy of the Lord. If you're new, welcome. I hope you have the joy of the Lord. I hope you join us regularly and that you will be encouraged by God's word. If you're here regularly, you know I love you. And I pray that today you'll be full of the spirit of his love and of the joy of the Lord. That's our strength. The world didn't give it to you. Don't let the world take it away. God bless you. I love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.